Over the past few days, I have been just taking what I refer to as kind of a larger look or a kind of a big picture view of how mindfulness practice and how mindful coping practice have made a, a positive difference in my life and in how I'm able to hopefully cope more effectively. Once in a while, I find it beneficial just to take a look back at where I've been and what, you know, the differences of what I've experienced in terms of when I encounter or go through difficult or challenging situations and how much of a difference the practice has actually made. I had a realization just a few days ago that the it kind of came up in the form of a question and it really gave me the opportunity to take a deeper look at the power of this practice and how much of a difference it has made in my ability to cope moment to moment and day to day. The question came up that, and I don't know that I, and I'm not, I'm not saying there are any right or wrong answers here, but I just thought it was one of those questions that may bring a different answer for different people. And that is, is there more to life than how we feel? And I know when I say how we feel, although we do certainly feel various emotions in our bodies or what's referred to as the mind body uh, or that connection. But in this case, I, I guess I really can say that, you know, this is feeling instead of thinking and that the thinking in response to whatever it is that I'm feeling or whatever it is that a person is feeling is usually where the suffering, if there is going to be suffering, that is usually where it starts. That's usually the origin of that. Uh, I do realize there certainly are different physical feelings and emotional feelings that do not feel good just on their own and that there can uh, unfortunately be suffering with those things along with those things or coming from them. But I also know that there can be additional suffering through any thoughts that I have or any beliefs that I'm clinging to or any assumptions that I'm making or any expectations that I have in response to whatever I'm feeling physically or emotionally. Or I guess I'd say, well, I guess it would be more biologically. I don't know really how to pick this apart. But anyway, what is what I'm finding is most formative and what has been so beneficial is realizing it took me a long time, even after practicing for five, six, seven years, that at some point I began to realize that there was, I don't want to use the word addiction, that might be a little bit strong, although at times it certainly has felt that way. But there has been this, this clinging or this need to have what I refer to as feel-good moments. And the, the, the longer that I really took time to really pay attention to my mind, to pay attention to my thinking, what it was I was clinging to, how I was identifying myself, uh, and all of the ways in which I dealt with life based on those beliefs and this identity of this person who was needing to have what I call feel-good moments. And it was always about what I remembered very clearly was that it was always about if, the, if there were things that were, if I wasn't feeling good uh, in my body or in with my emotions, it was always about really doing whatever I could to get to a place where I did have those feel-good moments. Right, And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong, certainly, with feeling good or with feeling better. But I do find, I did find and do find that because of the meditative aspect of mindfulness practice, 
that so much of this is being with whatever it is that I'm feeling. And I'm not saying that it's okay to feel bad physically in any way or that there's anything commendable about that or, uh, but I, what I, what I guess what I have realized is that somehow if all I'm trying to do is get through these moments, if these moments aren't a feel good moment, if, if what I'm going through right at the, during this time as I'm speaking this, if this isn't a feel-good moment for me, if I'm not really feeling good about life, I'm not feeling good about myself, and all I am doing is just kind of holding on and clinging, uh, you know, to a ship that feels like it's getting ready to capsize, so to speak, uh, then really I'm causing so much suffering because I'm just I'm just getting through life until. I start feeling good about my life and myself again and what I'm doing. And I've had many times in my life, clearly, as I don't want to say everyone has, but a lot of people I've spoken with have had various moments in their lives where they're not feeling good about their lives. They're not feeling good about their situation. They're not feeling good about the work that they're doing or certain relationships or where they find themselves in life. I've certainly been there numerous times. And what I've found is through mindfulness, and it really was an accident, I began the practice due to chronic depression. So I definitely know what it is like and knew what it was like, you know, many years ago to spend a lot of my life not feeling good really about anything that was going on in my life. And I also found that, you know, going along with that, there was not always much in the way of gratitude for what I did have because I was so busy identifying. I was so busy being the person that was not feeling good about my life and not feeling good about what was going on with me and not feeling good about what it is that I had that I, without realizing it until I started practicing, I was reinforcing that through my thinking. I was so wrapped up in those thoughts about not feeling good about things, not feeling good about myself that I basically thought myself into that identity. And I'm going to say that again. I thought myself into this identity of this person who, and I really believed that, that my life, that there was nothing good about my life, that there wasn't anything good about me. There wasn't anything good about anything that I was doing. And what I realize now is the power of thoughts. And I realize that, you know, clearly thoughts can be used for logistical or logical purposes and can be very powerful. And in some cases it's very needed and very beneficial. What I also realize is the power of thoughts to basically think myself into any sort of belief, into any sort of identity. And it amazes me how many times I have allowed my thoughts. I've been basically kind of, uh, I don't want to say conspiring, but I've been complicit. I've been an accomplice in, not that any crime has been committed, but that I've been an, a willing accomplice to believing these thoughts that are very self-defeating. And that just really make me feel even worse about myself or my life. I didn't really have anything this week in which I was not feeling good about life or about myself or about my work. But it was really nice to be able to take a, a kind of a deep breath and really look back and really see the benefit of the practice over a long period of time. And what I realized was is that it is as human beings, it is so easy to get caught up in... And while I stop short again of saying being addicted to feel good moments or those moments where I am feeling really great about my life and who I am and where I'm going and what I'm doing, that there are so many beautiful moments that, that, that I don't have, that, that don't even require me 
to overly feel great about myself or what I'm doing or where I'm going. Uh, that there's just this extra, what, what, what one of my teachers very early on referred to as the extra, just being able to find joy and peace and meaning in the extraordinary ordinariness of moment to moment life. That there are so many things that I can be thankful for. But I know that if I am wrapped up in my thinking, if I am reacting in some way emotionally to if I'm not feeling well physically, if I'm not feeling well emotionally, if I am really struggling with something, I know that uh, I know that I, my thinking can either in some ways lighten that burden or lighten that load, so to speak, or it can actually make it heavier. And that's really what I have come to appreciate about this practice is that it is, while I can't control, if I, I, I realize if I'm not feeling well physically, certainly there are common sense things that I can do, or if I need to see the doctor or get medication, or if I need to see a practitioner of some sort. Uh, I, th- I know that everyone has their own journey and their own way of dealing with these things, but and I do know that there are things I can certainly do in terms of common sense, uh, just taking care of myself on a daily basis. But what I also realize is that I part of that overall self-care is, I, at least I have found for me, and I'm not trying to say this is you know this way for everyone or could be this way for everyone, uh, because I have no way of knowing. All I can know is my own journey and my own experience that paying attention to my thoughts has been every bit as important and as healing for me. Uh, and being aware of what I'm thinking about, what I'm feeling has been just as powerful Met as a, of a medicine, and I'm saying that really like in quotation marks, but it ultimately has been a very powerful medicine because I know that I'm going to, there's certain habits of thought that in response to not feeling good about my life, if that's, if that's where I find myself, and I know sometimes it's very fleeting how one moment I can feel really good about my life and where I'm going and where I'm headed and what's currently going on. And then the next moment, it can, it can be completely different. And I think that is really why that question came to me earlier. Is there more to life than how we feel? And there have certainly been times in my life where my answer to that question would be, I can't, I don't know. I don't think there's anything else. This is, this is all I can see. This is all there is for me. And I'm certainly not uh, feeling any judgment towards myself or anyone else who feels this way. Or I guess what I should say, who thinks this way, that this is really all there is to life. I, For some reason, I can't, and I think for everyone it's different. I can't really say exactly at what point the scale began to tip the other way. And I began to realize that there really are things for me. And I'm not trying to talk anyone else into this. There are you know, there are other things besides how I feel that really do add value to my life. That there, it's not, it's not just about how I feel. I also realize, on the other hand, that if I'm not feeling bad, particularly feeling particularly badly physically, that it's easier for me to say that. But I also realize, in a certain way, that if I am suffering physically, that I know that I can eat. There's different ways in which I can cope with that. And that my thinking has a lot to do with, and what I do, not even, not so much even my thinking, but what I do with my thinking. Do I believe it? Do I identify with it? Do I add more energy and spend more time ruminating over the same thoughts? And this is where mindfulness practice really helps, because it, it, I can't, I can't change any of these things. I can't change the paradigm for myself, and I certainly can't stop these thoughts from happening. 
but I know that if I become aware of them, then I can practice not believing them. I can practice not identifying with who it is I'm trying to tell myself that I am that is just going to add more suffering for me. It's going to pile suffering on top of unnecessary suffering on top of other suffering, which may be, may be unavoidable. In some cases, it may be. It's always, I feel like it's always different. And I don't want to get too circular or wrapped up in all the different ways in which this can manifest. You know, these, uh, this can manifest, it's manifest itself. But the most important thing I can, can convey is that for me, what I have found is there is more to life than how I feel. And being able to pay attention to how my brain processes and interprets what it is that my emotion, what's happening in my emotional body, what's happening in my physical body, uh, what's going on with those things, that it is being aware of how I habitually respond to feeling a certain way. And that if I can just be aware that I'm responding habitually, then I'm doing the same thing I've always done in terms of how I respond to it with my thoughts or with any emotional reactions that take place, that there may very well be a different path for me. I may not be able to change the the innate suffering that is going on. Every situation is different, but I feel like just because I can't change something that that may not that may not there may not be another way for me. I know that what I certainly don't want to do is choose to think in a way uh, or even more importantly, choose to, uh, to be an accomplice to thoughts that are already happening, that I have the power, that I have the ability, because I practice, not that there's anything special about me per se, but that it, because I've practiced not believing what I'm thinking about what I'm feeling, that it is, an, it is very empowering that I can actually be free from needing to actually get wrapped up in believing these things, whatever it is that I'm thinking. If I'm identifying as this person who's struggling and suffering and things are just not going my way, things may not be going my way. And I realize I may be, I may have some control to change them. I may not, but what really matters, at least to me, and I feel like it's hopefully worthy of sharing is that what I can do is I can pay attention to how I am responding to that in any way. And if I have a choice in how I respond to how I feel, and if I have a a choice in terms of not needing to believe I'm a a certain person and and identifying with where it is that I find myself and blaming myself and judging myself and feeling badly about it, that I really can open up the door to experiencing some freedom and not really needing to identify as anyone at all. And I think once we get into that realm of not getting so wrapped up in thinking we know who we are, then that is where I find that I am able to begin to experience what life is beyond how it is that I feel, that there, there are things that I can find joy in and find meaning in that have literally very, very little to do with how I'm feeling in any particular moment. And I know that when I have really gotten wrapped up in any thoughts and beliefs and any clinging to these feel-good moments or feeling really good about things, then I'm going to be more likely to want to do anything I can and in, 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 up to and including thinking in certain ways that are very self-defeating to keep trying to bring that back over and over again. And I know that that's I'm basically searching for something and I'm needing something 
um, that I don't that I know now that I don't necessarily have to have it. I don't. I'm now beginning to realize the freedom in. And it's not to say that I want to just you know be open and looking for opportunities to not feel good about myself or my life, but it's not a prerequisite any longer. I don't have to feel good about myself. I don't even have to see myself as in any particular way or identify as any particular person doing anything at all to experience joy and meaning in this life and to have some sense of peace and uh, to just enjoy what there is to enjoy. Mindfulness practice, thankfully, has opened up that door for me and I've, I've certainly seen it do the same for others. I have taught people over the years. I've shared this with people. I've had numerous conversations and have been amazed how people who continue to, uh, you know, to sustain a mindfulness practice, how it really can make a difference. And then we can begin to find joy no matter where we find ourselves, regardless of whether we feel good about ourselves or our lives at all.